Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. The following podcast is a member of the Great Big Owl family. So hello and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison and uh, what's your name again? That's not funny, Peter. Sorry. You going to say it? It's Dave Cripp, isn't it? Dave Cripp. <laughs> ahoy, ahoy. Hi. Well, that's fine. You put me in my place at the start of the podcast. Don't worry. <laughs> I know where I rank now. I'll tell you what, Dave. I feel a little, little bit under pressure today. Oh, really? Because since we put on the old social medias, uh, Instagram, FWF pod, this is the episode that we're doing. The overall reaction has either been, how have you not done this episode already? Yeah, a lot of that, hasn't there? Or, this is my favourite episode. Oh, God. Right? And I'd say it's like a a 50-50 split. There is no other reaction to to this episode. It's, It's either of those things. It's really interesting, isn't it? Because in my head... I've sort of always filed season six away as a bit of a the low point, you know, where it all went off a bit off the rails and there was some dodgy storylines. It's based on a few things, like some of the worst episodes, I think, are in season six. It's clearly when Matthew Perry's having a bad time. You know, there's a lot going on yep. where you sort of get the sense that they're really fucking famous now and it's all, you know, have they lost a bit of interest, blah, blah, blah. And then I think it gets back, it goes, you know, goes back up and gets better. But... The more we do this podcast, the more I revisit that opinion because this, amidst some of the other ones we've done in this season, absolute like like you say, st- stone cold classics. I would say that having watched it earlier, it's it's one of my favourite episodes. Yeah, great, isn't it? It's it's yeah. really like one of the things that struck me about watching this episode was how much I laughed out loud within the first minute 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 two three minutes you know like yeah real openers and that look i'll be honest i'll be frank with you and ye listeners of the patreon persuasion will know sort of why this is but those of you that haven't yet subscribed shame on you no uh, <laughs> basically this comes off the back of quite a recent watching of an episode of joey where we've now taken to basically counting the laughs in the episodes yeah uh, and I'd say if we ever hit double figures, it's an absolute triumph of an episode. Yeah, in comparison, Friends is just off the off the scale. Yeah, and, and that and that's kind of it. Is that I was laughing? I laughed more in the first thirty five seconds of this than I did in probably the last three episodes of <laughs> Joey. <laughs> yeah, I think that's fair. And you can tell that it's a popular episode because two people suggested it. Shall we dig into the requests then? Yes. Uh, would you like to read the first of which uh, is from? 
That doesn't make sense. <laughs> no, I sort of enjoyed it. <laughs> yes, I, I would like to read the first of which <laughs> is from Kieran. Kieran, yes. Yeah, between us, we, we compiled a complete sentence there. So let's just leave it there. Uh, hey, guys, adore the podcast. Oh, Kieran. So I'm finally checking in my favourite episode. How have you not yet covered? Yeah, you're quite right. Season 6, episode 9, the one where Ross got high. A hilarious, memorable moment in Rachel's trifle. And Thanksgiving episodes are always the best as the gang are all together. Uh, the scene with all the shouting confessions is all six actors at their best. And most importantly... Jack Geller at his best. Ah, I love it. You know me, Pete. I love a Jack Geller up. You do, it's true. Uh, however, Kieran does say, despite all of this, if you don't want to cover this episode because it has Janine in it for 30 seconds, that's totally understandable. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, it's a fair point, Kieran. Maybe that is why we steered clear of it. And that's probably actually going back to what I was saying earlier. That's probably part of the reason that season six is such a dud in my head, you know? Yeah. It's just been filed away as the Al McPherson years. And then a second request from uh, Stalwart of the Friends with Friends listenership audience, Lauren from the Back Row Crew, who we've referenced a number of times on this podcast from our last live show. Hi, Dave and Pete. Lauren from the Back Row Crew here. Uh, I'd love it if you could talk about the one where Ross got high. Apart from it being the episode where Rachel puts beef in the trifle, it's got so many quotes that me and my boyfriend use all the time, especially Joey's, I want to go! Um, and the part at the end with the reveals and Judy's reaction is brilliant. The only bit that bugs me is surely someone would have smelled Rachel cooking beef and onions before she put them in the trifle. Anyway, my fellow and I are huge friends fans. I love the podcast. It's kept us saying this past year. Oh, that's so nice. Thanks, Lauren. Um, oh, I've got, I'd say I've got a lot of things to discuss trifle wise. I'd also say that this is actually, this is probably Judy's biggest moment in Friends, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. If you were to, 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 to track her most sort of, yeah, memorable and pivotal moments, this is it, isn't it? We had a message from Mark, hello Mark, uh, who, who messaged shortly before we recorded this episode, pointing out to me that Judy Geller, the actress who plays... Mm-hmm. Christina Pickles. Um, is, ...is from Halifax. What? Yeah, she's from Yorkshire. Fuck off, What? She, and then when you go on her Wikipedia, it confirms it. She's British American and was born in Yorkshire. That's insane. I did yeah. not know that. That is Judy great. Geller from Halifax. Judy when you said from Halifax initially, I thought you meant the Halifax, the building no. society. <laughs> no. Um, from actual Halifax off of bleak northern TV dramas. Yeah. That's that's amazing, isn't it? Yeah. Wow. So there you go. Cheers, Matt. I never knew that, and he pointed out to me. That is great. I'm sure you're feeling very proud. Yeah, I am. I am proud of that. Who knew? I mean, you'd never know that she had any British connection, would you? Uh, no, I, I genuinely didn't know that. No. There you go. Um, there you go. What an absolute podcast delight. peaked, guys. Podcast peaked with Yorkshire links to friends. Are there any other Yorkshire links to friends? That's a good. That's a good game. Tom Conti lives in Arrogate. <laughs> you got them all. All the parents. Yeah. He used to be a regular spot in uh, in Harrogate Town Centre. Really. I think I think I'm out. I think <laughs> is that it? I've, I've run out, yeah. Friends connections to Leeds and the surrounding areas where Pete lives. Hmm. Done. Ticked off. Finally. Thank goodness for that. Right. So uh, we've sort of had the synopsis, haven't we? But would you like a, a, an official Wikipedia one? Is there anything missing from what we've already said? Trifles in there. Trifles in there. The Phoebe Phoebe has a sensual dream about Jack Geller is is yes. a, a line in the synopsis that we haven't referenced yet. But also that's a very small part of like watching it back, sort of in the sort of semi academic way we do, aka you know making notes. 
Very small part of that plot, isn't it, really? Joey and Ross want to go to a party with Janine's mates and Monica hasn't told her parents about Chandler. Yes, right. So there you Bam, go. Done. Um, sort of Monica being sort of semi-manic, trying to get out of explaining why Jack and Judy don't know about her and Chandler is is really... Like, Courtney Cox is really good in that um, that whole sequence. It's quite mad to be living with someone and your parents not know, isn't it? Other than in circumstances where, like, I don't know, maybe you're in a same-sex relationship and your parents don't know, for example. But yeah, to be in a fairly sort of standard relationship and not tell your parents. Well, they don't even know that they're together. That's the strange yeah. thing, right? And you've got to the point of moving in together. Yeah, they've been together. Now, this is mid-season six. So even in the sort of Friends season world, they've been together since the end of season four. That's London, isn't it? So that's a whole year and a half in sort of Friends world. Um, that they've, yeah, they've been together. What, what, what do Monica and her parents talk about? Do they talk? <laughs> All the revelations that do come out, you'd have just thought they'd have been referenced at some point. They've got a slightly strange relationship with their parents, haven't they, Monica and Ross? Yeah, they have. Like very, still very much sort of in deference to them. It's especially strange for Ross, considering he's basically the golden boy and they never say anything bad. This is one of the rare occasions, isn't it, where we see Jack and Judy be disappointed with Ross. I really love Jack and Judy in this episode. It's sort of, I think it's my favourite Jack and Judy sort of addition to an episode yeah there's just lots of good uh funny quick lines aren't there from them it's and like you say judy gets more of a starring role than she normally does in these a lot of the time it's jack being funny and mad and then judy being a bit like eye rolly yes but in this one she gets her own sort of uh she gets her, her little monologue doesn't her she? Own, she her own yes. in her their place yes the sort of summing up at the end of the episode of uh of a uh, miss marple you know yes <laughs> um but they, I tell you what they are, though, and this is interesting, because we've watched this group of people for six years now, and it hasn't been a comparison to any of us that Jack and Judy hate Chandler. Um, yeah. And they go from, I, I, I suppose it's been plausible that they don't like him, and but they sort of get on with it, you know? But when they arrive, they really, they're quite hostile, aren't they? <laughs> yes, they're, they're very um, they're very shady, aren't they? Yes, they are. Like, oh, hello, Chandler, and all of that sort of stuff. And Jack, I mean, to be fair to Jack... Why would Chandler or anyone ever say, has it been snowing out there, whilst brushing what is clearly dandruff off the back of someone's coat? Yes, that's quite a, quite a sort of, um, it's quite a sort of invasive move that is to suddenly start brushing someone down, isn't it? Yeah, and you know what snow is, because famously <laughs> it's cold and wet. You know, it's, it's, you're brushing off a, 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 a dry room temperature powder, as it were. Yeah. You know that ain't snow, mate. Also, weird, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> yes it brushing is people's coats. Just don't yeah. do that. Ch- Chandler brings a lot of the problems on himself because the word vomit with the sort of um, Judy sweater is awful <laughs> as well, isn't it? The sort of when he sort of says, yeah, oh, it's when he says tight. it's tight. Yeah. Oh, God, it's so weird. There's a number of moments in this episode, actually, where I sort of retreat within myself and cringe. Another one of them is, which we'll get onto later, is... Ross talking to Janine about how growing up with a sister made him really understand, understand women. women. Yeah. <laughs> oh God, that's horrible. I mean, as Kira mentioned in his message, as soon as Janine appeared, I was like, "Oh no!" I, I, I thought I, I feared she was more heavily involved than she actually is. She's she just passes through, doesn't she? Yeah. If you think about what she actually did in that episode, like I'd be fascinated to know what Janine, what Elle McPherson's contract involved. Yeah. <laughs> at that stage of Friends, because that is an hour's shoot max, you know? Jack and Judy don't know about Chandler. And then we get that, again, the funny bit where Monica's listing off all the reasons she, all the things she doesn't like about Chandler. 
Yeah. One of which is that he's aloof, which we famously know he's not aloof because there's that scene with Janice where he's trying to be aloof and just ends up being British with some barley. There's also this sort of ongoing joke that Monica was sort of duped into being with Chandler, isn't there? Like she sort of accidentally ended up with him, which feels a bit... Feels a bit harsh on him. Well, not even duped, I'd go as far as... Because the line is something like, I don't think you're ever going to get them that drunk. So yes. there's like a... Like he's a mistake. A sinister underlying thing there that, you know, both a mistake and he's acted improperly, you know, in yeah. order to get Monica into bed in the first place. Whereas, as we know, she's a more than willing participant. Well, I mean, we've seen the footage, haven't we? Yeah. We've seen the bloody footage. So then before we get into the whole Thanksgiving thing where they're all together, the only other scene really is Ross and Joey playing on a PlayStation 1. Yes, the, uh, I did love looking at the graphics on that in the background. They're on a racing game, aren't they? Yeah, they're on a, not just a racing game. Did you notice, Pete? They're on a like pre-recorded sequence. You know that bit where you leave it on the menu too long and it just starts playing the game? <laughs> <laughs> they're just they're just on one of those because there's four squares. There's four games players. don't even do that anymore either, do they? They no. don't just suddenly start showing you video <laughs> clips of it. That's very of its time as well. It's very of its time, but crucially, they're doing a racing game and there's four squares indicating four controllers, and there's only two. Only of them. two of them playing. <laughs> it's, right. it's really weak attention to detail because the game carries on playing when they stand up. Right, <laughs> because <laughs> they jump up when Janine walks in, don't they? I would say Ross and Joey both don't come across well in this episode at all. The only thing to be said for them is that they are trying to save Rachel's feelings at one point with a trifle. But yeah, in general, their vibe is creepy, comma, pervy, isn't it? Yeah. (laughs) From the sort of, this sort of, like, burning desire to go to the party once they learn that it's just loads of dancers getting drunk. Do you know what I mean? Before that, they were a bit like, yeah, we're going to Chandler's. Oh, what? There's going to be drunk women sign us up yeah it becomes a bit predatory at that point doesn't it yeah and that that theme sort of continues and then out of nowhere there's also the line where we learn joey's been turning the heating up in his apartment to try <laughs> yes. and make uh janine walk around in her underwear yes like just out of out of nowhere it's like a real sort of extra kick in the perverted proverbial isn't it in the perverted proverbial. In the perverted proverbial. What's, what's an odd sentence? On, on, on that sentence, I'm going to play a little bit of music. Also, it happens more than once that people don't really want to go to Monica's Thanksgiving. <laughs> yeah, you, you'd think they might just realise that actually, do you know what? Maybe Thanksgiving's the one day where we don't need to have a big thing with our friends because inevitably every year we all want to do something no else. No one can be asked. <laughs> yeah. Every, it's more of a chore than it is an, a pleasure for everybody else, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, the line that I referred to earlier where he says to, Ross says to Janine, really help me understand women, does get that great comeback from Joey though, doesn't it? The, uh, how you got three women to marry you? I'll never know. <laughs> One of the early laughs, one of the many early laughs in this episode. So yeah, so then we move into the rest of the episode, which is basically all in the same apartment. So we've got Phoebe's dream, we've got the trifle, and then the whole Jack, Judy and Chandler thing playing out. So what happens next, Peter, in your chronological notes? Um, In my chronological notes, it's Rachel beginning to prepare her trifle. Right, okay. So we'll just get, this is, we're getting into trifle central here, aren't we? By the way, um, trifle is shit. <laughs> you heard it here first, guys. Trifle is shit. Uh, do you not like it? So trifle is too soft, right. uh, lacking substance. 
it's just too squishy. Oh no! See, I'm I'm really into it because in my head it's it's just a bowl full of sort of sugary goo, and I'm really. My dad does make uh, a, a it's his tradition to make a trifle each Christmas, but I never I never partake. Really, that's yeah. interesting. Yeah, and, and well, I mean, my um, my my grandparents make a trifle every year at Christmas as well. It feels like quite an elderly dessert. Yes, it is a definitely a dessert of the fifties, isn't it? Yeah, um, but I'm not against it. The right sort of trifle. This this particular trifle probably wouldn't go for necessarily. Um, we learn early on there's no backup dessert, so Monica has sort of, to Rachel's surprise, trusted her with this dessert. Now. We ask a lot of questions, don't we, on this podcast, Pete, of our sort of American listeners. Mm-hmm. We ask a lot of them because we need a lot of things clarifying because we don't know all the ins and outs, the niche details of American day-to-day life. Now comes our turn to apply some corrections <laughs> from know, a British I know point the line. of view. I know the line that you're going to have an, an there's, issue with. There's actually two, but what's the, the one you're referring to, I presume, is mince meat pie? Well, there's, there's, that's an English dessert. These people just put very strange things in their food. Yeah. Um, which I'm not really aware that we do. Well, she's talking about a mince pie for a start. No one's ever called it a mince meat pie. Until I was uh, alarmingly old, I thought that mince pies had beef in them. Yeah, well, I think that's what you do grow up sort of thinking, yeah. But it's just, on, I'd say just on the basic fact-checking of the writing, where have they even got mince meat pie from? Like, someone in the writing team's gone, oh, I think they've got a mince meat pie, and no one's bothered to Google it and just check. Like, that's 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 weak. The second thing, though, more pertinently... Now, the pages being stuck together in itself, I think, is right, a, right. a, a flawed concept, right? <laughs> My issue with that is it's a funny joke that Joey blames Chandler for the pages being stuck together in a cookbook. Right? Yeah, that was apparently an improvised line, not in the script. But the insinuation there is that Chandler's been wanking over a shepherd's pie, <laughs> or at least a recipe for one. Yeah. Which actually, what is it with people and their suspicions about Chandler? Because there's a shepherd's pie, and then later in Friends, there's the sharks. Yeah, I know. People just think that Chandler is a an insatiable a pervert. wank beast. <laughs> <laughs> of all the phrases, I didn't expect you to necessarily shout today. <laughs> I can put that right up there with one of them. There you go. Um, yeah, I mean, poor old Chandler gets a bad rap, doesn't he? Because he really even does. the most desperate of uh, horny men, I don't think have ever resorted to wanking over a cookbook. <laughs> I would hope. I mean, oh, it feels like the sort of thing we shouldn't put out there just in case someone Do does come what, back. But, what? Nigella's got some keen fans. <laughs> oh, God. Um Here's the second thing, though. So, well, actually, there's two more things. One, the pages being stuck together is funny because then it would say beef on the next page. But surely a shepherd's pie recipe would end with, for example, put it in the oven and add mashed potato on top. Like that would also, be. So, hang on, isn't isn't shepherd's pie famously lamb? Well, I mean, shepherd's. this is this is the third detail. Yeah, shepherd's pie does not have beef in it. At beef all. is cottage pie. Correct. Right. Know your pies, guys. Know your bloody pies. <laughs> a shepherd's... But even if you don't know your pie, it's literally in the clue, the title. Clues in the title, yes. shepherd's pie. It's not a ca- cow farmer pie, is it? What's a beef pie. A beef... Yeah, but who's, who looks after cows? That's my question. Because um, a shepherd's pie is named after yes, the person sure. that looks I'm after the you. sheep. I'm with you, yeah. A, a, a cow... Farmer's a, pie. A cow wrangler's pie. <laughs> wrangler. <laughs> 
I, I really enjoy the word wrangler. Yeah. I have no further comments to make on it, but I do enjoy the word wrangler. Uh, so yeah, so so there you go. Take it from us over here, this side of the pond. It's all wrong. This whole bit's wrong. Shepherd's yeah. pie doesn't have beef in it. It has lamb in it. That's what she'd have put in it. And then like Lauren says... You know, Rachel's been cooking this trifle all day. She suddenly got out a frying pan and whacked in a, a block of mince. And onions are sort of like famously pungent, aren't yeah. they? Yeah, started chopping up some onions and cooking peas and onions and, and beef. Uh, you know, it must be the best part of half an hour to be making the beef the beef go. Um, I do love Joey's acting class advice for pretending to enjoy the dessert. Really good, isn't it? It's really good. But, like, as Friends moves on, we lose some of the Joey being terrible at acting, like, real yeah. comedy. It's some of my favourite bits of all of Friends is Joey being bad at acting, but him trying to impart this wisdom by, what what is it, smiling and rubbing your tummy? <laughs> Which is also very funny when Monica then does exactly yeah. that. Yeah. No, it's, it, it's a really nicely done bit, that. What I'm fascinated by in that uh, sequence is that we've just had Ross basically trying to keep Rachel talking outside, right? So he mm-hmm. does this dreadful improv where he's like, no, it's a funny time. And, you know, it's it's very funny, swimmering, sort of like wallowing in the not knowing what to say, you know? Yeah. But they very much wrap up their conversation. Ross goes, can't blame a guy for trying, tries to walk back in, and Joey goes, not yet. Yes, because he's still explaining. Yeah, because he's still doing the acting class. The we don't then see what, what does Ross say to Rachel when he closes the door? Yes, that's right. No sort of explanation as to why she's not allowed in. Yeah. And does he have to just pick up that conversation again and sort of go, are you sure you don't want to get back together? You know, <laughs> but we don't really see that. And then they come back in looking all happy as Larry. So um, also, Rachel has made a dessert with beef in it. And this is Phoebe's get out is that she's a vegetarian. But Rachel knows her friends are vegetarian. She's made the only dessert available with beef. Yeah, true. Very bad friend of a vegetarian. Very bad friend of a vegetarian. And the final point, God, I feel like I'm on a bloody trifle rant here. But the final point about the whole thing is that Joey and Ross's, like, quite sensitive and nice plan to all pretend it tastes nice, has a giant flaw in it, as has been pointed out, in that why would Rachel not have some dessert on Thanksgiving? Yeah, she doesn't eat, does she? No, she's not the sh- she's not the hired chef. Like, it's not like oh, she'll make the trifle and we'll, we'll all pretend we like it. Like, surely she'd be having some food. I also love when she goes out to to try and get a spoonful of Chandler's, doesn't she? Mm. And then comes back in, and it's sort of implied that Chandler's been telling her that a bird stole it. Yeah, and I do love. If it's any consolation, before the bird dropped it, he seemed to enjoy it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, a bird famously would enjoy that trifle. Absolutely. They'd eat anything, won't they? Although a bird would struggle, surely, to um, to eat whipped cream. Well, I, I would, the, 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 again, going back to your problem with trifle, it would be tricky for a bird to get any purchase on a trifle. Hell of a splat if, yeah. if that trifle fell from such a great height. I mean, I'm you're sort of talking like splattered over a sort of two metre radius aren't you well if they got the whole thing absolutely but yeah. there's not like you say there's not much trifle is famously a sort of soft floppy dessert isn't it like there's not much <laughs> yes. for a bird to yes, get yes. its claws round I would suggest yeah it's not like picking up a, like a donut or something it could just sort of get stuck into a couple of peas couldn't it yeah and that's understandable but that wouldn't be the whole trifle disappeared Birds off the plate eat peas uh, oh, what a question that I don't know the answer to do Birds eat peas. 
Birds eat a lot of seed and plant material, and scrap vegetables can become a welcome feeder treat. Lovely. Yes. Birds, birds eat, eat peas. peas. There's one thing you've learned today, guys. Birds eat peas. subscribe to our podcast you know it's all about how to get the most out of your partner and we're partners so we know all about it it's good get it wherever you want to get it when you go and get it from your podcast place richard and greta you know you know hiring for your small business if you're not looking for professionals on linkedin you're looking in the wrong place That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. They prefer cabbage, though, apparently. <laughs> I, lo- I love that that's come after the break, after the adverts. <laughs> Out of context, bird pee facts. <laughs> yeah, birds prefer cabbage to peas. That's what we've learned. Um, just to finish off the trifle thing, as Lauren pointed out, she said, um, you know, we say the I want to go thing all the time. This whole sequence of when they're eating the trifle contains a lot of things that I think have slipped into my everyday lexicon. You know, like, it tastes like feet. And um, Joey, sort of the way he says, I like it. I say that quite often, and I don't think people ever know what that, even realise that's me quoting a thing. Yeah. And ditto the sort of custard good, jam good, meat good. Obviously, I would replace those words with whatever I'm talking about at the time. the back end of this episode, it's like every line is, like, basically every line is brilliant. Like yeah. it, it's just it's on this sort of on this roll towards the end where everything is funny and that obviously builds to the crescendo that we'll get to in a minute of all these sort of escalating truths coming out from from all sorts of people. But mm. the way it builds towards that is is I think it's friends at its best. So before we do the the main headline storyline, we've got the Phoebe dream thing to tick off, haven't we? Which, as far as I can tell, Phoebe has a dream about Jack, where he saves her from a burning building. Now she's in love with him slash sexually attracted to him. Yes, and I do love Phoebe's sort of unlikely crushes. There's a few of them in Friends, isn't there? But she sort of goes into quite a lot of detail about about Jack. Yeah, gets jealous of a can of condensed milk. And then 
to round off this storyline, relies on Phoebe just going and taking a nap in the middle of her friend's apartment in the middle of Thanksgiving. Yeah, I do I do love her her dream though, when she comes out and explains it. The whole um it's a story about the seahorse who, by the way, was totally coming on to me. But yeah. please, that is not going to happen. Yeah. Like, I love that some, some great Lisa Kudrow acting there. Yeah, it feels like they didn't really have much for her in terms of the main plots this time. So they just have assigned someone to write a mad Phoebe plotline. Do you know what I mean? Just to give Lisa Kudrow some really fun, silly stuff to do. But Phoebe, like, Phoebe's a character plays that role so well in like I feel like we've said it multiple times now that she'll sort of be on the periphery of the main plot and yet still has so many really really funny bits in it yeah 100% 100% it's she's still got some of the most memorable moments like the Jacques Cousteau thing is (laughs) one of the first things you think about about this episode right yeah yeah so she does she she steals a show doesn't she Phoebe Lisa Kudrow sorry Phoebe's not real right so Jack Judy Chandler here we go. So we've we've done the start bit, we've done the dandruff, we've done the tight sweater bit, and then we get into the the nubbin of it, don't we? Where um, Ross reveals the he once blamed Chandler for for getting high back when they were teens. Yeah, seems like a strange thing for middle aged parents to continue to hold a grudge over <laughs> that yes. their fr- their son's friend once experimented with quite mild drugs yes and it's not like it became a really serious issue that that impacted his life hugely like you know he's fine same applies to ross when they eventually find out it's him yeah well again sort of comic overreacting to them about you know him basically having a drug problem stuck by him through the drug problem yeah (laughs) when he had one one joint you know when he was at high school or something um uh again this is more of ross not coming across very well he sort of cowards his way out of trying to tell his parents at one point he says he's going to write them a letter yeah and then claims he's gonna say that somebody tricked him yeah (laughs) someone left a comment on our instagram actually um uh, using that line of something like when we announced we're gonna do the one where ross is high they put uh now who should i say tricked me into watching that episode (laughs) which made me chuckle um so yeah i just say yeah ross's ross's overall vibe in this episode of either being a pervy weirdo or a coward that's still scared of his parents is um it's it's not it's not his finest hour is it but it is funny and then yeah this ends with them sort of turning turning around don't they They, the 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 judy geller um end of episode speech where she wraps everything up um is wonderful it's just a really good friends moment and then they obviously come to chandler and there's that nice double hit where they they realize they love chandler he's stuck by their kids through all their problems and then the final sort of topper where jack goes i don't know what we're gonna do about you two and chandler goes i'll talk to them and you do kind of feel relieved for chandler when they when they come around to him like judy telling chandler he's a wonderful human being which is an amazing compliment to be yeah isn't it and that's actually quite lovely yeah, it's nice. A nice way for it to end, isn't it? It is. Um, hey, guess what, Pete? Um, what, Dev? We've got a quiz. Oh, we've got a quiz. It'll be with you in eight seconds. Oh. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. Quiz. <laughs> Big shout out to Amy again, our quizzed. Is that her official title now? Well, you didn't like it, and I understand that, but 
come up with something better. Can't think of anything better. <laughs> <no>. <laughs> the official podcast Quizard, um, who is uh, responsible currently for all of our quizzes. We actually had a Instagram message from a different Amy, whose friend had listened to the podcast for the last couple of weeks and text her and saying, are you the Amy on Friends with Friends that's providing quizzes? Because that sounds like a very you thing to do. So I, I think we should put into place now on the podcast that if ever our quizzed Amy is off, goes away. Other Amy has to fill in. Yeah, then the, the quiz can only be written by people called Amy from now on. Exclusively by Amy's. Yeah, so we've got, uh, at least we've got uh, a, a reserve Amy ready to go. It's true. Question one, Peter. What is Monica cooking in the first scene. Oh. I don't think I knew that. No, I don't think I do, which is really sad. Hang on. Um, is it something related to the Thanksgiving dinner? Presumably, yeah. Uh, I'm going to go for some sort... I, I, I'm going to... This is a guess, but I'm yeah. going to go for, like, the vegetables. Okay. It's mashed potato. Potatoes are vegetable. Are that potatoes are vegetable? Thank you. I don't know. I see. I think potatoes, it's sort of a separate category in a dinner, I would have thought. Like vegetables that are giving you, you know, carrots and that. With respect, Dave, that's bullshit. Um, well, potatoes uh, not one of your five a day, for example, Peter. Isn't it? No. It's a vegetable. Yeah, yeah, but they're not one of your, they're not like a, I don't know, don't you sort of categorize? I thought all fruit and veg were part of your five a day. Oh, absolutely oh my not. God. I've only been doing four all these years. <laughs> Potatoes are the notable absence, I'd say. Most most okay, of them fine. are. Fine. Yeah. A sweet potato, absolutely. Fill your boots, that counts. Um. Well, noted. I've learned something. We've learned a lot today, haven't we? Question two. What time is Thanksgiving dinner? Three o'clock. I think it's around four. I think she says to, oh. um, to to Chandler at the start, you know. Dinner around four? Yes, around four. Right. I'm going to give myself some praise. And you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Question three. When exactly did Ross get high? More specific than just college. Uh, he, was in a, he was in his dorm room, wasn't he? Spring break it was, wasn't it? But... I think he says spring break and then says one of the things that we don't understand. Right. Like freshman year or like senior, you know, like one of the, I mean, I know what the freshman year is, but I think it's one of the ones that I don't really know what it is. Hmm. You got anything? Uh, no. Spring break sophomore year. Yeah. What the tits okay. is that? Yeah. We we don't understand that. We've got nothing That means that. second year, doesn't it? Does it? Because sophomore, if someone releases a sophomore album, it's their second album. Oh uh, yeah. That's a good point. All right. There you go. I mean, that's not the answer, but still. No, it's absolutely not. Yeah, second year of study at high school or college. There you go. Well done, me. Quite well done, you. Do you want a little uh, audible? Don't patronise me, Dave. An audible? No? Okay, I won't, I won't play it. Question four. What's the name of Judy's friend who she says she's going to call? Mary. Uh, Mary, yeah. Mary. And question five. What is Jack's line that would have floored Phoebe if he hadn't dream cheated on her. Oh, it's something about his belt, isn't it? Yeah, it's something about having to loosen his belt. Yeah. Boy, I'm glad I wore the big belt today. I yeah, think we'll give yeah, ourselves yeah. that for belt. Yeah, yeah. We, we didn't get that quite exactly right, though, which people will be angry about. Please don't be angry. Please don't write in. Four out of five, P, I'd say. Three and a half to four. Not our best, but not our worst. Oh, well. But once again, an excellent quiz. Thanks, Amy. Do you want to know what... Um... Next week's episode is? Yeah, that. Do I? Yes. 
next week is the one with Joey's big break. The one with Joey's big break. Another good one that is surprising we haven't done. Season 5, episode 22, the one with Joey's big break. Heading towards Vegas. Yeah. Good one, this. Good one, this. Um, See you then, Pete. Uh, I'll see you then, Dave, but also I'll see you on Friday the 29th of January at 8pm on our Instagram, which is FWFpod on Instagram. Uh, Follow it uh, because we're doing a little quiz, aren't we? Friends quiz. Friday night, 8pm UK time. Please do join us on the Instagram, like Pete says. Should be a laugh. And then also, actually, there's a new episode of Joey out on Thursday on the Patreon. If uh, if you've subscribed already, thank you. If you haven't and you fancy listening to it, despite Joey being terrible, we have a nice time making the podcast, I'd say, Pete. Yes, Misery Loves Company. Misery Loves Company. That's what we should have called the podcast, but we didn't call it Joey with Friends or Friends with Joey, I can't remember. No, Joey with Friends. What is it called? Joey with Friends. Joey with Friends. Yeah, that makes yeah. more sense, doesn't it? Um, we should have got a third co-host called Joey. Yes. If, if I, I don't know any Joeys, I'm afraid. Someone sent us the meme on Instagram this yeah. week of um, Chandler saying there's never going to be a President Joey, which I thought was quite nice. Yeah. Um, oh, yes. Yeah. Because there is. Exactly. There you go. There, there it is. Yeah. Penny drop. Uh, yeah. Lovely penny drop moment there. So, um, yes, we end this week's broadcast with a shout out to President Joey. Mm. Goodbye. Well, for a wank over a cup, but... deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for mother's day than whole foods market they're your destination for unbeatable savings from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts start by saving 33 with prime on all body care and candles then get a 15 stem bunch of tulips for just 9.99 each with prime round out mom's menu with festive rosé irresistible berry chantilly cake and more special treats come celebrate mother's day at whole foods market Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Traffic jams, tailgating, pileups. Ugh, the joys of driving. How could it get worse? The federal government wants to have a say in what you drive. That's right. The Biden administration's EPA is pushing mandates that would ban two out of every three vehicles on the road today. Don't let Washington become your backseat driver. Protect the freedom of driving your way. Visit energycitizens.org. Paid for by the American Petroleum Institute.